Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the Matthew Talk Show. I'm your host, Celebrity Matthew Talk, your person that has pumped up it up. It is July the 16th, 2020 at 12 noon Eastern Time. How y'all guys doing today? We have a great show today. We have actress, model, Laura Livingston will be on the show. Hope you guys are having a blessed, blessed morning. Big shout out to everybody on Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Let's bring over our guest, actress, model, Miss Laura Livingston. Hey, what's going on? Welcome y'all? to the show. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How you good doing morning. Today? Well, I, good afternoon for you. It's, it's good morning over here for me. I'm in LA where we are severely locked back down. Are you serious? Wow, that's crazy, oh, man. Oh, wow. So they made it official on Monday. We are locked back down. I'm like, yo, we got to come up with something else. Like, I, I don't think I can do quarantine 2.0. Like, I don't think I can do this. Oh, again. my God. <laughs> I'm praying for you guys. I'm, we we got to wear masks and all that. So it's it's crazy out there. It's crazy. But we got to stay safe and, and healthy and all that good stuff. But uh, beyond yeah. that, uh, how, how's your morning going so far? All good, all good. I just did my workout. I got all pumped up. I'm ready to do the show. So, you know, I had to go out and make sure I got myself. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, well, we start off by uh, saying that you're from Pennsylvania. Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Pennsylvania? Ah. Yeah, anyway. My whole family. My whole family still up there. I don't know if they're, if they're going to be listening or whatnot, but, you know, shout out to the whole Livingston family. Y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> What's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm up cool, up cool. in New York too. I got, I got a lot of people up in New York too. Miguel Miguel Podomo, the model extraordinaire. You know he's up there holding it down for NY. You know I had to do my thing and then leave out of there, which I'll talk about. But you know, shout out to all my, right, my right. people up in Brooklyn. Okay, up in Brooklyn. Brooklyn in the house. Yeah. Brooklyn in the house. Flatbush best yeah, out of old nine yards. Well, we want to start off. Right. I want to get into this interview. Um, first of all, you you uh, you you a model, and uh, you started out kind of young and all that. How did you get started out uh, becoming a model? Um, I started out uh, actually back like in the the nineties. So I was kind of doing some local stuff here and there, uh, like in my hometown, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was doing stuff that was like helping me to. Um, you know, just kind of get my feet wet, just to kind of encounter what was, what life was like as a model. And it just kind of snowballed into QVC, which QVC is actually in Philly. And once I kind of right. got on QVC, my really kind of took off and kept running from there. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, you also did some work with uh, Therese Gibson. You did some runway modeling. I did. I did. Right. You did your research. <laughs> Yes. Hey, I'm. <laughs> I was like, damn, who's that? Who's this guy? Huh? I did. <laughs> no, I, I worked with Tyrese for two summers. We did the Pantene Total U tour um, back in like 2000, I want to say six, 2007. I know it was two summers in a row. Right. And it, we were like okay. traveling the country. So it was like Tyrese Gibson was like one of the headliners, you know, singing. And then they had Mary Mary singing. They had uh, Eva Pigford, who at that time was going as Pigford. I don't know what she goes under by now, but whatever. She she was like, you know, like one of the one of the 
uh, hosts of the show. And then it was like um, a couple other celebrities were there too, kind of sprinkled in, but it was meant to be like for Essence or, or Pantene uh, and, and just right. beauty and everything. So we traveled the country. We literally traveled like all through every city. We went to every major city for two summers, solid. And we would just model. So yeah, that was, that was an experience modeling with, uh, with Tyrese. <laughs> Keep it <there>. Wow. <laughs> And you also, right, right. <laughs> you also was a lead singer in in a, in a girl group, um, and you was on signing with Def Jam. How did that come about? Oh my gosh! Okay, so you going way back? Okay, so this was like college. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> but no, I was like determined. Like I, I went to a boarding school, went to a private school, and in this private school, it was like I kept telling people, like, "Yo, like I'm only here just because I have to be." But like my focus is out there. Like I got, and I don't remember necessarily saying that, but everybody reminded me. So it was like the moment I graduated and got out of that school, I just jumped right into my career as as soon as possible. And one of the right. first starts was as a girl. We had a girl group that we were singing, and I was the lead singer for this group. So I literally quit my little my little you know nine to five job. So I could drive all the way up to Philly. I'm sorry, all the way up to New York, to New York in the middle of the night. What? <laughs> we was there, man. We showed up, yo. We showed up in NY at like one o'clock in the morning. I swear to goodness. And we sitting in, in you know, in in this dude. He was like a representative for Def Jam, you know. And we were like sitting right. in his car, you know. And he he was like, look, if if y'all really about that life, I mean, he didn't say those words, but you know, he was like, really, if y'all about that, y'all just gonna do y'all interview like right here, like y'all just gonna you know, audition right here. So I was like, cool, like, <laughs> just do it, you know? And we sat in the backseat of his car and we sang. We sang for him about three different songs. And I mean, he was vibing to it. He liked it, you know? So we were like, cool, we about to be signed to Death Jam. <laughs> right, right. Might to get on, might to be in show business. <laughs> right, right. Like, I just quit my whole job just to drive up in the middle of the night to do this. I'm like, like, let's do this. Like, I'm ready, you know? So, um, Basically, the next morning, I guess we got the phone call and whatnot, and turns out, turns out that Def Jam didn't think that I was sexy enough. Mm, that's too bad. I, wow. I I oh, my God. So they, they didn't think I was sexy enough for the girl group. They felt they were sexy, but that I lacked, you know, some sex appeal. Wow. Now, how, did that, <laughs> how did that affect you with, with the rest of your career in show business? How did that affect you? shut everything down as a singer <laughs> it's just like <laughs> well actually <laughs> what actually happened though real talk them girls was haters for real i mean if shout out to all y'all y'all can hear me <laughs> nah, oh, haters, though. Like, they didn't tell me no nah, they didn't tell me that that was the reason they was just like you're out of the group so i'm like oh i can't sing you know like my go-to thought at that time was like oh well i guess i'm not as good of a singer as i thought i was you know and maybe I need to try other, pursue other things, you know, but actually it turned out the man didn't find me sexy enough. He didn't think I had mm. enough sex. I was a very tomboyish. I was all female, but I was very tomboyish. I, yeah, but, I heard you about know, he, that. You he, was tomboyish and all that. You, you know, you, you know, you got your hands dirty. You didn't, wear, you didn't wear too much makeup and all that. You like, look, this is who I am. Either like it or not. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. I love you, man. You dug deep. <laughs> you got all huh? What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I mean, you know, this, I mean, I like, I like to be, I like to be thorough when I interview people and all that, you know, every, you know, right? Sure. <laughs> I ain't mad, I ain't mad. I'm like, dang. But um, 
yeah, I'm a tomboy. Like I, I grew up in the, in the hood. I grew up in the streets. So it's just like you know right. we, where we come. We, girls are a little rough around the edges. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. it wasn't until I came here to like L. A. and actually left the country and lived in Paris for a while, which I'll tell you about, that I realized how different I was in, in comparison to a lot of women. And actually becoming a model softened that up. Like I was all mm-hmm. female, you know, but it was just like we just had to be a little rougher around the edges from where we were from. Right. Right. So now, what, what was, was Paris like? I mean, what was Paris like? I mean, you know, from United States, what's, what, what's the difference between United States and Paris? What, what, what was the difference? I mean, how, how did it, how did you, what did you like about Paris? Believe it or not, Paris is actually more racist than America is. Um, and I think that Yes, I think that was the biggest shock for me. Like, my friends, as I was on my way over there, you know, my friends, black and white, were like, yeah, there's a lot of racism over there. And I'm like, in Paris? Whatever, you know. Like, because we have a mindset, as Americans, we have a mindset of what Paris is, you know. So when right. I got there, what I learned quickly, right away, is there's no such thing as affirmative action going on over there. So if they don't want to hire you, they won't. Mm. Wow. If they don't see in you as a as a black person, you know, they're not they're not gonna bend over backwards and pretend. Whereas in America, you know, we have a lot and you know what I mean, like we have a lot of people that'll fake, they'll smile in your face, pretend they're your buddy for years and you find out oh, right. they, oh they never like you know, or jobs will hire you because they have to have so many so they don't look like racist. We are very we have a cushion here in America and they actually reminded me of that in France. They were like, We don't do the uh the uh, the uh, affirmative action, you know, that stuff like that and I'm like, dang, y'all well, know about right. that? That's so crazy, I was right? That's crazy. I was surprised by the racism. I was surprised by that. Right. That. What's the most difficult thing that, um, as a female model, what, what, what's the most difficult thing as a female model? Trying to be taken seriously. Mm. And I think wow. any model, real model, any real model, I'm not talking about the Instagram girls, you know, no, no hate to any of them. Right, right. Like, I'm talking about represented the girls who got contracts with an agent you know they're doing high fashion runway that was me they're doing you know all that stuff they're not just on Instagram posts and stuff so but like it's hard to be taken seriously as a model because everybody finds you so beautiful and they find you um, easy like it's just like a mindset of models is just kind of being a little little, you know um, not seriously as a person as a human being kind of like you know know, Shut up and model. You gotta, <laughs> right. You got you got to let them know what time it is. Like, look, I'm about business and all that. I ain't got time for them games. You let them know what time it is. You oh, know? we def- you definitely know. learn to speak up after a while. <laughs> there comes a yeah, you got to. It's like, look, I'm about my money. Yeah. I ain't got time for all that. That pretty stuff, that's for the birds. Look, yeah. eat my duckies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. definitely on that. What, uh, I think in the beginning, you also, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I think in the beginning we all kind of fall for it. You know, we're all so caught oh, yeah. in the whole. Oh, right. I'm a model. I'm I'm professional, and then like right, all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> right, you got to nowadays. Now you also uh yeah. did some uh work in a uh, new edition movie. You played a wife. Yeah. <laughs> so I lived in France for two years. I lived out in France for two years, and when I came back to the country, um, uh-huh. you know, it's like you don't come back to the country and go home. Right. You just, you just don't. I mean, like once you kind of mm-hmm. go on that big adventure to go overseas for two years by yourself, you kind of right. want to keep going out and create a new adventure. So I came to LA, 
never been here, never been to the West Coast, didn't know anybody. I had the money I had as a model. I bought my dream car, you know, took care of myself, established myself as much as I could here in Hollywood and started pursuing my acting career while I was out here. Mm-hmm. And one of the first major movies that I did was was the New Edition story where I played um, – I was somebody's wife in the story and at the wedding scene, you can see me and what was supposed to be just me with like a kid turned out to be me being like the kid whisperer. Cause I don't know why every child on set is all <laughs> migrated to me in that scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, right. Somehow I managed to be wrangling up some kids in that scene. And I'm like, yo, why is everybody's children coming to me? <laughs> like, what happened? Right. So it was a great, it was a great experience. I mean, just, just working with the guys left in, I mean, like literally with them um, and getting to know them and those long hours, you know, we all really put in a lot of time and a lot of effort, a lot of hard work to make that movie come to life, you know, and it's wow. still, it's a great movie uh, yeah, it was a, it, it was a great movie and all that. We, I mean, I, I was watching it like, man, it's crazy the way they went, with all this stuff they went through. Had a, they got a dollar at the whole time. And I'm like, man, this show business exactly. is hard. It's hard. I think. Yeah, it is. And then you also watching, work with more. Watching, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was saying actually yeah. watching their faces because like Ronnie DeVoe would be there every day with his wife. Um, Ricky Bell was there every day. Uh, I think even even. Um, Michael Bivens, I think he was always there. Every now and then, Ralph Chesman will pop in. Every now and then, Bobby Brown will pop in. I think maybe once or twice, Johnny Gill came in. I don't remember seeing him too much, but I know BBD definitely was there every single day. Like, they did not miss a beat. They wanted to make sure it was as authentic as possible. It was It was funny to watch them watch themselves performing. I'm sorry right. to throw that in. That, was, that gave me goosebumps, just to watch them performing those iconic songs. And then to see mm-hmm. actually new edition stand vibe into it, watching them perform like excellent, it it was just Man. magical. It was a that's a, that's yeah. a that, that that's a uh, that's a breathtaking right there to see somebody you know <laughs> on TV every day like man and to work with them too. Uh, exactly. Speaking of work with you, also work with uh, Morris Chestnut in the movie. I don't know what movie it was, but you also ah! work with him. <laughs> Mister Mo, we call him Mo on set. I'm gonna tell you what. I never thought that man was beautiful until I met him for the first time. And I was like, dang, like, I just didn't. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Like, you know, girls were going crazy. Oh, my God, Morris Chester. And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. But then I saw him for the first time. <laughs> the face on set was like, oh, my God. Like, but wait, you can't even, like, lust after him because he's, like, the nicest guy on the planet, you know? I mean, he's married, too, but he's legit, like, the nicest person. So it's like, I can't even look at you dirty because, like, you're so nice, you know? He, right. he will remember everything, everything about you. If, you. if he has a conversation with you today, he will literally, you might not even see him for a month, and he will remember verbatim what you said. Hey, how's your mom doing? How's it, you know, uh, how's that circumstance yeah. she was going through at that like he he's just the nicest person on the planet and I will say this he's the reason why I got my SAG card and I am I'm SAG Screen Actors Guild right now actress he is the reason Amen. why he would stay on me every day every day on set did you get your papers did you get your papers did you get your papers you know and he would stay on me every day to make sure that I was doing my job and not getting comfortable in Hollywood like a lot of people do you know right. he was making sure I was going to be legit and I can say thank you Morris Chestnut I got my papers five years ago <laughs> I've been here ever since so 
I got I got a question for somebody asking me a question here. Um, her name is Sarah from uh, Toledo, Ohio. She said, do you still keep in contact with uh, any of the guys from New Edition? No, I didn't. Um, I know we all kind of exchanged information uh, as far as social media. We kind of did that for a while. Um, but mm-hmm. it, after a while, it's like we all just kind of disbanded, went into our own lives. You know, everybody kind of picked back up where they were before. But it was like a real family on that set. I right. Mean, I mean, like we lived, we had day. I mean, we shot for months, and it was like long hours. I'm talking 18 hours. That's crazy hours. And we, we all just had time to, to get together. I have to send you a picture from the set when uh, I had to take off one of my wigs, and I was in the same um, the same area as uh, the guy who played Ricky Bell and the guy who played uh, Ralph Tresvant, which was Alvy Smith and uh, Elijah. And um, I was in the wow. the trailer getting my, my, my hair. They didn't know I had short hair, so all they saw was this wig that I had on at this one particular scene. And I took the wig off, and I just remember Elijah screaming at the top of his lungs, like, whoa! <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> Yo! Like, so, I mean, oh, my God. Oh, it was hilarious. And like, it was how much of a family it became. And all those guys did was sing. Like, like right. backstage, they would just you know, and the cameras off, they would legitimately sing. They would keep new edition music playing constantly. That's all we heard for like two months straight was uh, any heartbreak. That whole uh, that whole album, we heard that like on repeat the entire time. So I hope that answers your question, Sarah. You know, we we all just yeah. kind of drifted off into lives by now, but for a while, yeah, we did kind of keep in contact initially after the movie. And uh, I have another another question from Tommy from Chicago. He said, "You kind of look like Holly Berry." Uh, <laughs> have you ever met her before? <laughs> yes and no. Um, so uh, let's just say for a couple years in Paris, I got chased down the streets because they thought I was Pally Berry. When I come, when I came here to America and I go to Beverly Hills and like really, really high end mm. areas of town, paparazzi thinks that I'm her. So I was doing a, a show. I did Westworld and I was on the show okay. and I had a wig on again. They were taking down my wig, and the makeup artist was Halle Berry's actual makeup artist. So wow. she, of course, yeah, I had short hair underneath there. All she knew was I had a wig on. So she's helping me dismantle this wig, and I'm talking, and all of a sudden I just see her face just drop, you know, and I look at her, and I'm like, are you okay? You know, she's like, oh, my God, you look just like Halle Berry. She was like, like the same features, like everything about your features are just like hers. And I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. She's like, no, I'm her makeup artist. Like, you don't under, like I see her face all the time and you have identical features. It was crazy. You do. So she did introduce me. She did tell Hallie about me. She did tell her about me. And uh, I have not yet heard anything back. So <laughs> how, does, how does that answer your question? <laughs> wow. Mm. Now let's. Uh, uh, you have a clothing line. I do. It's uh, T Boy okay. Chic. Tomboy Chic is basically the name. So basically, as I've said before, I'm I'm a tomboy, but as a model, I had to really tone it down and become a whole lot more girly, a lot more effeminate. Like I had to care about things like my right. nails and you know, hair and all that stuff that I didn't really initially care about. Um, but I did start my own clothing line, and it was like a, a nickname mm-hmm. that I gave myself, T-Boy, Tomboy Chic. Right. So what I would do is pretty much to dress like a boy as much as possible, but add that one element 
of a girl. To every yeah, outfit, that. I mean, so you know what? It's, it's cool to be a tomboy because that means if, uh, if I'm in a fight, I know you're going to have my back and all that. You know what I'm saying? You don't mind the nails, journey. Or, or I mean, I'm just saying, you know, because, yeah, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, a girly girl, my nails, my nails. But a woman, like, you know, like, yo, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's the best of both worlds. Like really, like like as as a tomboy, like I'm all woman, you know what I mean? But it's like at the same right, time I'm right. like your best I am your homie. Like I got you. Like but at the same time right. I'm very much that girl. I think men on the East Coast appreciate tomboys a lot more because when I came over here to L.A., it's like everybody's so girly and, you know, a little done up and got the makeup and the plastic surgery and all that stuff. And like that's we just don't see that on the East Coast like we do here. So a lot of the a lot of the guys here they're like initially attracted to me, but they don't almost know what to do with me because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a tomboy, you right. know. <laughs> right. Like I like it, but I'm kind of afraid of it too. At the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I'm joking, but <laughs> I just know. Well, uh, another question. I got another question from Sarah. She said, "Where can she uh, find your uh, clothing line? Uh, is you have a website?" I'm gonna. I'm actually in the process of revamping it. So what I'm gonna do is add more sportswear to my line because right now it's just t-shirts. So um, I'm actually we're in the process of completely revamping, and that was one of the key things we were working on throughout the, throughout the quarantine was to revamp a lot of things as well as I wrote a book and you know just trying to get all those other things off the ground. So for right now, it is just being redone. So, but once I get it wow. up and going, trust it will be back up. But it'll be tboychic.com. Uh, they want to know, are you going to come back on the show? Because they have uh, uh, other questions they want to call in and have a, this is only a 30-minute episode. But uh, they have so many uh-huh. questions they, they typing in. <laughs> um, another thing, <laughs> who, who's your favorite um, female uh, artist, icon? Alicia Keys. I'm going to tell you why, because she's the only female that I can compare myself to, that I can say, okay, she makes sense to me. Like, I get her. She's, she's, uh-huh. she's everything I just described. She's a tomboy, but she's all woman. You know, and she's like, mm-hmm. you can look at herself. She's like real cool. Like, she's real chill, real cool down to earth. But at the same time, like, she's 100% that, that chick, you know. So I just, all I right. get her. Like, she makes Whenever I'm trying to describe, especially here to the L.A. guys who are a little traumatized by me, <laughs> whenever I have to kind of explain my, my, who I am, you know, my je ne sais quoi, they, uh, it's like, okay, it's Alicia Keys. Oh, okay, I get it, I get it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I have somebody yeah, she's cool. I like her. She's cool. I love yeah, it. Cool, huh? I love her. I like her. I like her music and all that. She, she's dope. You know, I like Absolutely. that. Um, you also have some up-and-coming projects. I mean, you, uh, I think you've done some um, – movies, uh, Conspiracy. Um, mm-hmm. um, the last about movie that, that I did was Captain Marvel was the last movie that I did. So I, um, I'm actually playing one of the scrolls. This, if you haven't seen the movie, I am sorry. I don't give anything away, but I'm one of the scrolls. So Captain Marvel or Marvel Comics has just introduced the scrolls to basically the Marvel Comics world on screen. So up until now, they've only been in the, in the, uh, in the comic books, but now they're actually on screen. So I was one of the original, um, in the movie for Captain Marvel, but I was actually three different creatures in that movie. But my primary job was to be a squirrel, which is a green creature, wow. very hideous, 16 hours in makeup. Yes, it was, it was grueling. And that was my last big movie. And right now I'm actually, um, 
auditioning. Well, I'm being looked at for a part for a TV show right now, but I can't go into much more about it. Congratulations. It Congratulations. Eh, well, yeah, I got to keep it kind of quiet right now, but just, you know, yeah. definitely, um, definitely been, been seen several times by them and just kind of working on some things. So that's the next move. The next step is getting back into more TV some more movies. I do have a couple movies coming out, uh, an animated movie coming out where I'm going to play uh, a ninja. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think I've seen a, a fighting role with you one time. You, you, you got, you know, you're very flexible and all that. So, <laughs> wow. See, that's, I, I that mean, that, that's something that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that tall boy right there. Will there ain't no wrong with that because you, you like I said, you can scrap and all that. You know, I think I've seen something like that with you like, <laughs> You doing something, and next thing you know, you hit some grill like pop. I'm like, dang, what the heck? Don't want to mess with you. I had, so much fun. I had so much fun shooting that. I had so much fun. Uh, one of my TV wow. shows that I got started on right after, right after I left Mars Chestnut show when it got his show got canceled, I went to a show called Kingdom and I played an MMA fighter. And I got to be trained by Joe Daddy Stevens, which is like one of the biggest MMA fighters of all of, of all time. Now he he's a little bit messed up now because he's gotten older and had a couple hits to the brain, so he's a little you know uh, he's affected by that. But he can still train, and he trained us literally as MMA fighters. It didn't matter that we were actors; he literally trained us as MMA fighters, how to fight, how to swing, how to you know how to basically grapple. The same things that they're doing in the cage, we had to go in the cage. And physically learn, and that's actually serious? where I got yeah. very serious. And he was like all instincts; like his mind might have been a little slow from a lot of the damage of the fights that he did, but instinctively he would still take you down. Mm. He'd still take you down. So a couple times, yeah, we were in the ring together, and I'm like, I'm a girl. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Some of them MMA fighters are no joke. Some of them girls are like, you know, really rough around the edges, like worse than me, right, than what right. I think. But, but I definitely learned by the best. I got trained in the ring and and wouldn't pass it up for nobody else. I loved it. So that movie you're talking about was called Low Blow. Um, it was a short film, but it was done. Yeah, was, I just did that. I'm like, man, she is deep. Oh, she scared me. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you see your makeup on, like, what? You gonna push me? Oh. What you do? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, uh. That, that was nice. I like that. I like that. Um, somebody asked me a question. Uh, what do you like the best, being a model or being an actress? It used to be all about the chase of being a model and just that fierce, fierce. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm acting, I love that ability to express and become this character and to become somebody else, you know, and to express that. And mm-hmm. it's harder now as a model because I'm, I, I want to express a lot more. But actually, believe it or not, they they are they go hand in hand. A real good model knows how yeah. to act her way through without words. Right. Exactly. Body language, yeah. the head tilt, the gesture, and the, you know, yeah, that's still acting to some degree. But now I'm, you're hearing me, and it took me a while to get used to being heard because I got I was so used to being seen only. Right. It took a while for me. Adjusted to you know actually actually speaking and people are listening to you <laughs> you know people really want to hear what you're saying you know so exactly that's so true yeah right now you uh, being a model uh, people ask me uh, you got to be short, short tall um, they want to know how tall are you uh, when you became a model because you they said you can look kind of short I'm, you know you oh no honey I'm five ten <laughs> what oh, oh. Uh, let me get my heels on. 
Because as a model, like I was short, because some of them girls was like five <laughs> eleven. Like, some of them girls were big, you know. And I, I thought I was that. man, them girls are tall, especially in New York. Mm-hmm. Them, oh, fashion girls, them girls are tall. They were not little girls, so, and they were some of them were taller than me. Like I felt like I was little when I was coming in there. Like I thought I was doing something. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Good. My height's good. It's it's right there where in the middle. But you do have to be at least five nine. At least that's how the criteria was for me. I don't know if they've changed some things in recent years, but I know it should be no shorter than five nine. So if you're like five eight, five seven, all that, you know, sorry. As a as a high fashion model, no, it won't work for you. But maybe commercial right. stuff, you could probably do that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're running down time here. Uh, be, before we uh, end the end the show. Um, what would you like to say to your fans? We have a lot of people uh, listening in from Chicago, uh, Toledo, Idaho. Yes, Idaho, <laughs> and the other places and all that. Uh, Sarah, uh, Thomas, uh, listening. What would you like to say to them about being uh, an actor or a model? What kind of uh, inspiration would you like to share with them? The best thing I can honestly say to people is never give up. And I know that sounds so cliche. I know that sounds like everybody's telling you, but you know what? That is literally the driving force and the fuel that is going to make you have everything you say you want and everything you see in your head. Whatever you believe in your heart and in your head, as long as they are in in unison, you will have it because it's going to project off of you. So believe in yourself and don't give up. And there's obstacles. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be drama. There's going to be problems. Use those things as fuel to keep going. Amen. And That's don't so think true. that it's successful. Don't think because people are successful that it didn't come without a price, you know, or it didn't come yes, without it some sort of battle. It does. It comes Amen. with a price. But are you willing to keep fighting for it? Amen. That's the Amen. Amen. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Amen. Ms. Law, it was it was been an honor, a pleasure. Oh, I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart, you know, for your time. Ooh, and you. I hope that you you come back on the show because I got People still ask me questions. I'm like, we run out of time, but I want you to come back because uh, I want to talk to you, you know, one-on-one because they have so many questions I can't, you know, answer all the time. But uh, please come back on the show. And, and uh, when you have any up-and-coming uh, projects that you'd like to share, you, you're welcome anytime you want to. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a great time, and absolutely, I would love to come back. Yes, ma'am. Amen. God bless you, and I look forward to talk, okay. seeing you again. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys.